Teen Time Presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand. This is the Teen Time Science Blog. I'm Neil Chase. Big advances in computing seem to happen almost monthly. The race is always on to make something faster, smaller, or more power efficient. But nothing has come even close to replicating the amazing computing power of the human brain. However, one interesting advance in chip technology recently is mirroring the human brain by replicating the use of neurons and synapses that the brain uses to make decisions, but on a computer chip. Using the same system that our brain uses but in a computer could bring artificial intelligence a lot closer, and it uses a lot less power than traditional computer chips too. The brain is really efficient in using remarkably little energy, which is something that computers can't do yet. The smarter chip could also lead to actual learning of information and not just storing of data. We won't be having a normal conversation with this computer chip for many years, but it could be one step closer. If you catch a cold or get the flu, then there's no point wanting antibiotics from your doctor, as they don't work on viral infections like colds and flu. However, there are new drugs being tested that actually are effective against viruses. Viruses work by inserting themselves into cells within the body, and then when those cells reproduce, so the virus multiplies too. That happens until the virus naturally dies, or the body's immune system knocks it out. But the new drugs being tested actually induce our body to kill off the relatively few infected cells, and so stopping the virus in its tracks. Healthy cells are unaffected by the new drugs. Of course, there is still a lot of testing and development to do, as the drugs certainly don't want to risk killing any healthy cells. But if a cure against viruses could be developed, then it would be a huge step forward in medicine. Not so many years ago, pregnant mothers would not know the gender of their babies until the baby was born. However, these days, using ultrasound and amniocentesis, which is the testing of fluids around the unborn child, it is possible to tell the gender of the unborn at about four or five months. But a new blood test can now determine a baby's gender as early as seven weeks into pregnancy, and as it is just a simple blood test, there is no danger of harm to the baby. But is this a good thing? Should we know the sex of the child so soon in pregnancy? Of course, there are many advantages of knowing if the child is a boy or a girl before they are born, if only to buy the right clothes. But is that taking the fun out of having a baby? Also, in some countries, India and the Chinese mainland in particular, boys are seen as much more valuable than girls, and so knowing the sex of the child after just seven weeks could lead to selective abortions if the child wasn't the chosen gender. So this is something else that society will have to decide when to use the new technology and if it is in the common interest. 
The various postal agencies around the world are all struggling with less revenue and more expenses. Some countries are experimenting with electronic stamps and communicating more via email and not by traditional letters, the so-called snail mail. But Australia is considering only using email to communicate with its citizens. So all letters between government agencies and from the government to people would only be sent electronically, not using paper. There would be problems for people living in remote parts of the country that don't have good internet access, and elderly people would need teaching about the new system too. But the idea of evolving beyond the traditional letter and mailbox system for all mail is being investigated. Scientists are always trying to develop different sorts of biofuels, that is, sustainable fuels that aren't based around coal or oil fossil fuels. But a surprising discovery recently is that fat from alligators could actually power your car. Around seven metric tons of alligator fat is discarded from alligator farms in the United States, where alligators are farmed for meat and skin. Traditionally, a lot of the fat has just been thrown away, but researchers at the University of Louisiana in Florida have discovered that alligator fat can be converted into a biofuel that could then be used in your car. There wouldn't be a huge amount created, and it wouldn't be practical to raise alligators just for creating biofuel. But in principle, yes, you could have an alligator in your car's petrol tank. I'm Neil Chase, and that's it for the science blog for this week. Read it back again on the Teen Time website, and I'll see you next Thursday evening for more. Teen Time presents podcast on demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.hk. Teen Time podcast on demand.